Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. I'm sorry I missed you. I was hoping to speak to you in person, but I guess I'll have to leave you this message on your phone mate telephone answering machine. Norm, years ago I went on a winter camping trip with my family. My dad built an igloo out of snow. It was wonderful. We caught fish and built snowmen and my mother prepared the fish on our propane-fueled, portable stove. Norm, one night while I was asleep inside the snow igloo, I felt a hard jab to my genitals. My dad switched on a battery-powered lamp, and my mother called the police. It was scary. According to the police, someone had brought in a gasoline-powered generator, and they hit the generator near our igloo. This unknown person then ran a long extension cord to our igloo. The detective was pretty sure the person in question was a man. The unidentified man then plugged a hot curling iron into the extension cord. Once the curling iron got hot, he melted a two-inch hole through the side of our snow igloo. I was wearing a snowmobile suit. This person was skilled enough to push the hot curling iron through my polyester snowmobile suit and past my silk panties. He had aligned the end of the curling iron with the opening of my young tight pussy. He was skilled and did not burn my actual skin. It doesn't sound possible, but this pervert had created a dick access hole through my clothing. At that point, this nutcase then shoved his rock-hard huge dick into the hole he had melted in the side of our igloo using the hot Miss Clairol curling iron. This unknown person hammered my pussy so hard that a large portion of our snow igloo roof collapsed. He had powerful hips, and his dick must have been very long because according to my parents, I was thrown around inside the igloo like I was possessed while his dick banged out my fresh beaver. I have an audio clip of what it sounded like as the man melted a hole into the side of my father's handmade snow igloo using a Miss Clairol curling iron. I'll play it now. That's the end of the audio clip. The police said the man must have used an infrared thermal camera to determine my location as I laid on my side inside the igloo. A year after the incident the authorities found the curling iron a mile from the location where I was banged out while my parents watched. The police told my parents that the pubic hair wrapped around the Miss Clairol curling iron originated from my pussy and another woman's pussy. It was a horrible experience. Lucky for me my father framed the panties that I wore while I was inside the snow igloo. He also cut out a section of the snow wall inside our igloo where the dick came through and went into my hairy box. We keep the melted dick hole section inside a plexiglass freezer. It is on display on the mantle above our fireplace. There is a two-inch hole burned into the crotch area of my panties. As I have mentioned, the perp used that hole to access my pussy with his nutty big dick. My father installed a special theatrical light that highlights my panties and the hole that was melted into the crotch of my panties. There is also a tiny engraved brass plaque below the framed panties that reads, The panties Emily was wearing when the dick unexpectedly rammed its way through the wall of our snow igloo and plunged its way into our daughter's hungry cunt. Norm, I hope this tragic story helps your female listeners. I think of you as my friend. All my friends call me cum panty. You can call me cum panty too. Please call me back. Shut up! Bye. End of messages. Wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail. Spent 24.
24 hours in a mental institution and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, abso-fucking-loot-free, Norm Augustinus. And so I've read that all the top places, the top tourist places, the top places in the world that showcase art or paintings on the ceilings or artwork that's painted on the walls or rare hand-carved moldings, unbelievable mosaic floors. I've read that since the pandemic ended and chicks are out again, that all this shit is being destroyed as usual, just like it was before any pandemic. It's all being destroyed. And why is it being destroyed? I mean, literally, paintings are peeling off the ceiling. Can you imagine? Rare glasses, lead glass, is literally the lead is, is getting soft. It will corrode with, at a certain way because of acidicness. This shit is falling apart again, and they have to invest millions of dollars to get it back up to par every fucking year. Well, what's going on? Well, it's what I told you before. It's what I explained before. Chicks are back out. They're perusing the towns. They're going up and down the streets, back alleys, bars, clubs, nightmare, nightclubs, whatever. They're all over looking for dick. And as they're out and about looking for dick, somebody that'll save them, from the stack of a $80,000 in bills sitting on their press board kitchen table that they gone off a of fucking Amazon, some chink sold it to them, really looks good. That's all that matters to a woman. They're out there perusing everywhere. And what are they doing? Well, they're dropping massive pussy farts. They're packing the gas into that cunt. And that gas stays in that cunt. And eventually the gas comes out. The pussy relaxes itself. And then the gas comes out, makes a sound. And that pussy fart, that acidic pussy gas, is destroying everything in this fucking country, in this United States. That's not a joke. I don't know where you're at. You might be in Ireland. Irish, Irish women don't do that. Irish women are the finest women on the planet. Orange fucking hair, orange highs, freckles. Skin that's as white as a fucking bag of flour when you spill it on the floor. I can't knock them. They're the finest creature on this planet. But the whores in America, every chick with her black fucking hair and her dark makeup around her eyes, they're walking around looking for dick. Someone's going to save me. I don't have twenty-eight, fifty, seventy thousand dollars in bills. My press board kitchen table, my $2.99 curtains that look exactly like that. I'm going to go find me some dick. And while they're out, while they're walking around, they're in the Empire State Building. This beautiful piece of work, these unbelievable moldings, the floors, the craftsmanship. They're in the Empire State Building and they're going up. They're going up. And why are they going up? They're not going up there to sightsee like you and I might do in fuckstick. They're going up in the Empire State Building because they have a better view of where they might find some dick. They're looking two, three, five, fifteen miles, and they can see dick. Look at it. They're in fucking can see all the way to Yonkers, and there's some fucking dick over there. They're gonna hop on the fucking train. 
They say some dick in the Bronx are going to get on a six train. I can see some dick. I can see my fucking future. They're walking around and they're blowing pussy farts. And why are they blowing pussy farts? Because they can't get enough dick. They go through dick after dick after dick. And that dick's going in and out that hole. And while the dick is going in and out of the hole, it's pumping air into that big stretched out fucking pussy with this huge history. It's pumping all kinds of goddamn air in it. What's in that air? Scabs, hair, dried cum, all kinds of shit. Dog hair, house dust. House dust is like 99% skin. All that shit gets pumped into her cunt and makes this toxic cocktail. She's out walking around and you come in in purview to her. You see her and you're talking to her real nice. I don't know why. Hey, how you been? How have you been? Madison? You think, wow, this is a really nice woman. No, she's not. There's fifty thousand dollars in fucking in back bills laying on her press board table in her goddamn kitchen. There's another fifteen thousand dollar bills and late car payments and no insurance on her car. They're on the fucking cheap press board table between the bed and her bedroom. She's got two beds for ninety nine dollars off of Amazon. They're unbelievable. They're fucking foam, imbecile. Look at you. Wow, I really got something good here. You got nothing good there. She's been taking dicks since she was 14 years old, and here comes you, the little boy. You want to get something to eat? You want to go get lunch? Wow, you're really something. You're unique to her. You're nothing to her. While she's standing in front of you, she's letting out a slow fucking pussy fart. She pulled a train with six people in Mexico or six fucking Chicanos. She's pulled a train on them because she's never done that. And the gas is coming out now. They're walking around the town, in any town, in every town, Boston, New York City, wherever the fuck they go, Florida, Texas, I, there's a better life there for me. I'm going to find some real dick that understands the quality that I am. They're not an equality. They're fucking commoners. Their mom was a commoner. Their fucking grandmother was a com. Look at me. I'm going to get some dick. And as they're walking around, as they're in a train, as they're in the airplane, they're destroying the shit with their pussy fart. If you would just look at them in that way, understand them in that way, when they walk past you with all the perfume on them, you'll understand what you're really looking at. You know that they say in the airplanes because it's a pressurized plane. This is the honest to God truth. The airplanes pressurized are at 30,000 feet. They blow a pussy fart. Well, that pussy fart gets sucked in through the air that's being recirculated throughout the plane at 30,000 feet. It's being pressurized so that you can breathe being pressurized, and it's being forced into your nasal passages, and there she sits like a goddamn angel. The truth is, the woman you just saw is trying to get out of her bills. She's trying to flee to the west, the fucking south, the north, the east, anywhere that she can find fresh dick. They love to move. They love to travel. Why do they love to travel? Because now they're treated like a king at somebody else's expense, likely. They're treated like a king. And they don't have to make meals. They might meet dick. It's so romantic. It's so glamorous. Then they come back to their shithole. They owe another 50 grand. And they put fucking the new bills on top of their press board table inside their kitchen with a goddamn asbestos tiles that are peeling off the floor. Someday my ship's going to come in. And that ship is you, fuckstick. Now, this isn't meant to be derogatory. This is helpful, beneficial shit that you can hang on the rest of your life. I mean, I'm not going to be here forever. 
I'm eventually going to die. I've been completely ignored, except for the hundred or eighty thousand downloads I get. I've been completely ignored. And you can be the legacy of what Norm Augustinus once was. You can tell people about this man that you once knew, this person who was actually once alive on this planet. She's walking at a goddamn Sistine Chapel, and she's pointing up. They're always pointing up. They're always looking up because chicks know that up is the best apartment, the best house, the best condo, the top fucking floors. They automatically look up. She's looking up at the Sistine Chapel, and she lets out a fart, and that fucking paint starts peeling. Not that minute, but it just starts peeling. By the end of the tourist season, they have to repaint the whole fucking thing because all it had was 100, 200, 350,000 females in there all blowing pussy farts. They have the audacity to walk around. How can a woman do that? I mean, how can a woman walk around? Man, I'm fucking starting to get scared, man. I'm, I mean, I'm fucking starting to freak myself out in here, and I don't want to freak myself out fucking nine, eight, ten minutes in this fucking recording. I don't know how many minutes it is. I don't actually time these recordings. I don't have any kind of timer. But I've been doing it so long because, as you know, I'm the number one fucking guy that does this in the United States and elsewhere. And I don't know how long I, I run these recordings, but I know how to do it automatically and where to stop. It's always the fucking same. They're walking around, man. They're walking around, and how can a woman walk around? Here she is with attitude in a fucking leased car, and I know she just took yeah. I know that the cum was dripping out of her nose. I know that the cum was dripping out of the sides of her mouth. I know there was cum all over her tits. And there she stands. I could never go out of the fucking house. I couldn't do it. Couldn't go into the house. But they can go to the house. They can go to Starbucks and get a fucking green drink or some orange-flavored juice drink. They can buy fucking thermoses at $350 a piece, Stanley thermoses. How can they walk around when everybody knows the horrible things they have fucking done? When you meet a chick, she's been on all fours and taken a dick from her asshole and her cunt literally thousands of times. And if you added up the strokes, it would equal millions of times. That's how they are. That's how, they, whatever it is they do, walking around and they're still looking for more until they turn into an old bag of shit. You know that a woman will fuck till she's 80, 85 years old? I read a thing about retirement homes that says sex in these old folks' homes is rampant because here's what it said. They don't fear social diseases. They don't feel fucking herpes or HIV. They don't care. They're at the end of the road. That's chicks for you. They're the same thing. Never be buried by a chick in a cemetery. I've told you this many times. There's cum in her. I don't care if it's not immediately in her fucking little joey pocket like a kangaroo her cunt. I don't care if it's not in there, but that fucking cum has got into her. Just like when they dye their hair nonstop black and all want to be Kardashian, it fucking gets into you and eventually their hair falls out. Big bald patches. When I see a bitch like that, I just want to punch her in the fucking face. I don't know why. All fucking baldness happening. Kim Kardashian thing failed her. She's frantically looking for dick, frantically looking to somehow fucking make herself look appealing everywhere she goes. Man, look it. Unless you're fucking 14 years old, nobody's looking at you anymore. And at 30, you're fucking old. Nobody wants you anymore. I gotta get dick. I gotta get dick. Isn't that some beautiful artwork? What is that? Well, it's a fountain they found on a schooner from 1735. 
That's the original patina, the original paint on it. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's really something. That's what the chick says. But she'll try to act interested as she's blowing a pussy fart all the fuck all over it because she pulled a train the night before. There she is. They've all been pulling trains the night before. They've all had orgasms 15 minutes ago. If you looked under their fake acrylic nails, there's a load of cum under there and all kinds of other shit. Herpes scabs, traces of herpes scabs, cum, fucking pubic hairs. There's all kinds of shit under there, even shit, because they're playing around their genitals. I mean, what kind of a fucking world is this? What kind of people are we that all we want to do is go to somebody's torso and dig out the shit, eat the shithole, and eat the pussy? What kind of people are we? And when we're done doing that, well, fuck it. The cock will go on and the cum will start blowing. What kind of fucking world is this? And look at us when you go out. When I go out, I think, wow, isn't this something? It's a beautiful area. They're all fucking just came. Every chick just fucking had an orgasm. They're fresh off a goddamn orgasm 15 fucking minutes ago because all they do is fuck, and they honestly, and don't tell you this, they know they're not going to be nothing. They're depending on finding you, no matter what the bullshit is. This con, they're going to want men, this and that. They're fucking depending on coming across you. You think they're going to work? Listen to any bitch today talking to news. She said she's not working 9 to 5 for 40 years or 30 years in any possible way. She's going to bump into you and you're going to save her. When you hook up with this bitch, I want you to call me. Give me your address and I'll show up with my detective friend and we'll fucking knock her unconscious. And knock you unconscious too because you, you weren't able to see what was happening to you and your fucking finances. They don't know why. Talking about finances. They don't know what psychological thing happens when a man gets with a woman. Suddenly he doesn't think. Suddenly the answer is never no. Suddenly everything she wants and she tells you to do, you'll do. They don't know what the fuck it is. Try telling a woman that you're not going to do anything she says when you first meet her. I tell them that. Whatever you want me to do, I'm never doing. Whatever fucking amount of money you want, you ain't getting. I will give you my 15.5 pounds of dick. And it is 15.5 pounds. I know this. You may know the story. I fucking weighed my cock on a fucking mechanical cocaine scale. My friend's dead now. He's a coke salesman. I tell the story every time because I get all kinds of fucking email. And they say, could you t talk about the, your 15.5 pound dick? And I say, sure. I, no problem. I can talk about it. I don't like to talk about it. In certain aspects of the story, I sound like a freak. Like some kind of freakazoid. I don't want to sound that way. I don't want to sound freakishly strange in the torso area. I just want to say, you're, what do they say, well endowed? Whoa. Hang on a minute. I just saw a bitch run across my backyard. She's trespassing. I just got a new M72 66mm anti-tank law rocket launcher. I'm going to take the slot out. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> 15.5 pounds of dick, that's in my pants. That's why I get so many bitches that want me. They think, well, okay, he won't give me anything. He's already told me this.
He's not buying anything. He's not giving me anything. He's going to watch every fucking move in case you're planning on a restraining order. There's going to be video cameras everywhere. Restraining orders, false shit. Your phone will be, you're going to record all your conversations to protect yourself. That's what I always do. And they say, well, at least I can get a fucking big meaty dick, a meaty bone between my goddamn legs, because that's all I want. Remember, they don't bury two people in a coffin. They bury one person in a coffin. Your bitch is going to be buried somewhere else, and it's not going to be with you because she'll go through ten more people after you. She's going to be buried somewhere else. Some fucking, hopefully, if they had it, I wish they had it, a fucking all-female cemetery because they belong to be with each other. Those pushy juices gnashing and server grinding each other up in the fucking all-female cemetery, just grinding and grinding and chewing and chomping. Big acidic fucking mess of, of fucking hedonism and sin in an all-girls female cemetery. You think I'm shitting you about that, by the way? You go to a cemetery, and you I'll, you can prove this to yourself. Go to a cemetery now, fuckstick, or whenever you got some free time when you're not working at the fucking screw machine factory or you're not doing CNC or you're not running a fucking mill or an arc welder or a TIG welder. Go somewhere where there's just a bunch of females in a particular area in the cemetery in the summer. That damn thing will be completely green, man. It'll be completely fucking green, man, the whole cemetery. And then you'll come up to this area where there's a dozen bitches there. A dozen whores, I don't know what they were doing, they're in a bus going fucking to California to find some new religion or whatever. They all died, went over a bridge, and they buried them in that area. You won't see one fucking thing growing. I've done this. I've done this test. I've done it, man. You won't find anything. You know, I study chemistry. I always have done it. And I studied the dirt with fucking microscopes on slides in these areas I'm talking about, looking for signs of life. Even on fucking Mars, they find some kind of signs of life. But in a goddamn cemetery where there's 12 or 15 bitches, there ain't no life. Even the birds won't fucking stand on the trees. They won't land on the trees. They won't land on the tombstones. There's shit all over the other tombstones, bird shit. You go to a female area, there's no bird shit because they won't go near that area. It's fucking toxic. I mean, it's it's, it's basic root level. Please see that if you can, so that you can protect yourself against a bitch. She can't love you. It's not possible, but she can use you. That is very possible. She will perform as long as she can perform, as long as you're providing fucking financial aid, financial assistance, your name on your fucking deed. You got finances. Your name's on your 401k, your retirement plan. She's the beneficiary on your social security fucking pet check, your monthly check on whatever fucking day it is of the month. And then she'll be friendly as shit to you and then maybe try to cheat if she can get away with it. But she's never going to want to leave you. That's how it works. Fucking cemetery, man, at the basic root level. You see the cemetery, you don't see any life where the bitches are buried. Six, ten, twelve dykes all buried there. Fucking all kinds of fucking coming them for 40, 50, 70 goddamn years. And the dirt knows, Mother Earth knows that these are toxic burials. That these are sin, fucking royal, I was going to say sinners. I don't want to be a judgment person. It's going to be fucking all these bitches in the goddamn cemetery laying there and everything's fucking dead. You know, they've dug those areas up. I have a friend. His name is Rapalunch, and he's a, works at the Detroit Health Department. They frequently do exhumations where they take bodies out of the ground. And he told me, Norm, you know that when we take the body out of the ground, 
the casket sometimes is partially rotting or are halfway rotting. He said, when we take that out, we test the wood in it, if it's wood, for any kind of things that could have gone wrong. We try to learn about the decaying process. He said, Norm, we never fucking find microbes or any bugs in, in this fucking wood. He said, they won't go into that wood that that bitch was in. Now, why? Because nature knows, Mother Nature knows, it's like when a hurricane's coming or there's an earthquake coming. All the birds, you see them flying overhead, going the other goddamn way. They know that something's not right. It's the same with a cemetery. Learn on the most basic level so you can see I'm not a crock, that I'm not full of shit, that I'm not some kind of nutcase trying to fucking steer you some way wrong. There ain't no life in a fucking cemetery that's got women in it. And now you're on the edge. You're on the edge of where those bitches are buried, and all that juices, all that sin, all that toxicity, all that death, lifelessness, barren dirt. I mean, gone. Even Mars has got more life than where they're buried. And you're on the property line. You're on the, the, the line that separates you from them. Well, you're going to be pummeled the rest of your goddamn days. I mean, till infinity, you're going to be pummeled by that bitch to the right of you that you didn't even know. She's going to control you with toxicity and toxic chemicals, toxic fucking thought, psychological thoughts, toxic fucking histories, till the day the planet splits in half and becomes something else. And that's going to be you. That's why I implore you. I'm literally, I implore you, motherfucker, to please, when you get a cemetery plot, and someday you will, to please not be by bitches. Look around you, man, when a guy says, here's the plot right here. You take a pencil, a paper, you take photographs, you do whatever you have to do. You get a fucking surveyor in there, and you try to find out the distance from you and a bitch in a cemetery and then you plot the distances, the links, and how far chemicals and all kinds of other shit can travel to get to you. I've already done all this shit for myself. I'm in a fucking completely female-free area. Shit growing on top of your correspondent is going to be green and lush and fucking little mini trees coming out and twigs and shit. It doesn't matter if there's a crack in my tombstone. Shit will come out of my tombstone, little fucking weeds and shit, because I'll be so filled with this goddamn positive, positive mind that you know that I have and this mental state that I have, everything's going to want to live and eat off of me. Things want to live off other people, don't they? Because they're doing well and they're not. I implore you that when I'm fucking there, I tell you this. I implore you to stay away from that. But you're not going to. You're going to get drunk. You're going to be drinking. You're going to be in a car. You're going to eat some bitch out. You're going to go for asshole or cunt. It's not for your pleasure. Do you understand that she's demeaning you? She's demoting you. She's strapping you with a leather strap as you sit there, motherfucker, and eat her pussy out. And five years later, you can't speak. Now, why is that? Why is it if they're so good to us? Why, if you eat their cunt out, Will you fucking lose your voice box and maybe even die? Why? They don't die when they suck your cock off, do they? They don't die. Because we're good. We're optimistic. We're like little fucking boys with our Geno's pizza in front of the TV set watching a spooky goddamn movie with the doors locked. And, you know, if I don't get any pussy, I'll just whack off. Because that's the kind of thing we are, these little fucking boys. But not her, man. You're down there eating her pussy out. You're eating a fucking pussy and you're going to die. 
throat cancer, they drill out your box or throat box, your voice box, they cut it all the fuck out, they make you talk with something, demean you and make you talk with something you're holding next to your neck that looks like a big chrome dildo. It's demeaning. It's embarrassing. The chick says to me, go down there. Shit, I've been sucking chicks' tits, licking their stomach, licking their... Whatever it is. But every fucking time, they take the back of their hands, their palms, and they're trying to push my goddamn cranial vault down to their cunt. The answer is always no. I'll just tell them. No. I say that. No. Sometimes I might be a little bit weak, man. I might be weak. I might have done some fucking acid, some LSD. I don't know what it is. Maybe I've done some heroin. Maybe I fucking smoked a half a brick of weed. And I get weak. My defenses go down. And they say, go down there and eat me out. And I say, no, I can't do that, man. I almost fucking start crying. I can just recall it, man. And don't make me go down there. I'll even say that. I'll beg them. Don't make me go down there. Doesn't make any sense, man. Why would anybody want to be with a chick? And no, I'm not gay in any way. I've fucked many, many times. I continually fuck. People are always coming to my house because they understand that I am the real deal. I'm not putting a show on. I'll tick my 15.5 pound dick in your cunt. My friend, he was a cocaine salesman, used his kids as the fucking dealers. He had a kid that was five years old and a son that was six. They wore big fucking thick coats, felt like coats. All the coke would go on their shoulders. And then they'd go into the place that they were, they sold a coke to. Whatever shop, whatever factory, whatever. He made a ton of money on people that worked at factories. And they'd go in and tell the, the stop steward or whoever it was that they were going to see their dad. They came in there, they had a little more portable little fucking vacuum cleaner that worked on two AA batteries. They'd get that in a deal, they'd suck the coke off their shoulders and the kids would go back out. That's cause my, that's how I'm talking to know about my friend and a 15.5 pounds of dick cause I weighed my dick on his fucking scale. And when I weighed my dick on his cocaine scale, it bottomed out and said 15.5 fucking pounds, man. 15.5 pounds. His sister was in a goddamn room, she was good looking. She ain't good looking anymore. Got a goddamn head like a basketball, big fucking waist, caps as you can't believe. It's just nothing you'd ever want. It's a horrible, dirty trick what they do to a woman. They give her looks at first to try to draw you in. And now, because they enforce it in a court of law, you can't get rid of this bitch now that she's fucking ugly because you married her. So send these fucking kids in, cocaine, man. And it was 15.5 pounds. That's how big my goddamn dick is. And it's still that big. Today I was doing all kinds of shit with my dick this morning, early this morning. I try to inject all kinds of different food coloring into my balls with a fucking diabetic needle. I buy them at drugstores and things. They sell those over the counter. And I put colored salt water, saline solution, into my ball sack and then I come. And I've done this one more times than you can imagine. I'll put red food coloring in my ball sack and then I'll... I'll beat off. See, I beat my meat and the chicks with me or I'll come onto her stomach or onto her tits and I had that red food coloring. When she sees that, they shit. And I say this always to them when that happens. I say, you know, I really fucked. I gave you everything I had. I must have broke a blood vessel in my fucking knob. I must have blown a vessel in my fucking ball sack. I don't know where it's coming from, but man, we really fucked. We fucked to the point of bleeding. And that's what it should be. That's real fucking. I put all kinds of shit into my ball sack and try different things. You ever want to have a good time? You ever want to keep a bitch forever and ever? 
You go get yourself a fucking little saline solution, some salt water. You get yourself some diabetic needles at, uh, if there's a Walmart near you. And you make up a solution of salt water and red food coloring and you inject it in your ball sack. It doesn't hurt. Just pull up your sack and inject about, I don't know, three cc's of fucking food coloring. That's what I use. I don't want it too red. Can it, can it's dark then and doesn't look exciting anymore. Now it looks creepy. This dark like shit coming out. It looked like something's the fucking wrong with you. Maybe you got worms or something like that. That doesn't turn them on. You do that and she sees that and she'll think, man, of the 1,400 people I fucked since I was 12 years old, I've never had anybody do that. I'm going to stay with this fuck stick. I'm going to stay with him. I don't care he works at a factory. He's a screw machine operator. Fucking drives a high-low. Just got his fucking high-low certificate at fucking Walmart or Kroger supermarket or whatever it is, Sam's Club. I'm going to stay with him because I've never seen that before. I want to see it a couple times. That really turns a bitch on. And I'm just trying to help you here. I'm just trying to help you. I'm helping you understand yourself. And by understanding yourself, you can progress. You can actually succeed because now you say this to yourself. Holy shit. I got a royal grip on what I am. I used to walk around, didn't know what I was fucking doing, singing that Diana Ross song, Do You Know Where You're Going To? You know that song? Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things the world is showing you? That song? Do you know where you're going? You're walking around and shit, and you know where you're going. You feel confident because you've had a rounded upbringing, not some goddamn bullshit, awoke imbeciles, and fucking all kinds of other stuff. You don't have that. Democrat shit, you won't have that. Now you've got a real fucking education from your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. At least a, a little chink in there, a section that you can fit into your own mind, and you can say, I can always go there when I'm having trouble in life. I can go there, it'll help me up, it'll prop me up, and I'll keep going on and on and on. And you can say this to people. You can start small talk. You know, I didn't ever really... I don't want to be buried in a female cemetery. Say you're at a fucking... At a, at, a, at a gathering, family gathering, a holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, a birthday. And you just start making small talk. I don't want to be buried in a fucking female cemetery or any cemetery where there's a female. Think about what they have done to men. When they're there lying there with a tombstone, they seem so fucking noble. They're just as fucking dangerous, even though they're goddamn dead. What are they, nematodes or something like that? Little things that are on things? There was even life on Christ's fucking wrappings. Then they did x-rays or mammographs or all kinds of shit, carbon dating on that fucking shroud of Turin. They found living shit on that thing. Can you imagine that? Even he had living stuff. There's absolutely no living thing in a cemetery. When you walk through a cemetery, never walk over the bitch's body. Never walk near a chick's body. You'll be cursed motherfucker till the day you die. They never stop coming. They just keep coming and coming and coming. Forty fucking years after you fucked them, they're now asking you for goddamn money, mental duress or some shit. You used to have statute of limitations on that shit. Not anymore. Not in the woke world, do they? Psychologically damaged. Who in the fucking isn't psychologically damaged? I want to talk about something. Let me adjust myself here. I have to adjust myself. I'm sitting on a seat that's a special seat, and I have to tell you, I don't know if I've told you this prior, but I threw my goddamn back out, I think from fucking, and it's called a sciatica nerve or sciatica nerve. I've done something with that and the two muscles back there, and the muscles are pushing on the sciatica nerve, and it really hurts. And he said to me that that happens all the time when you fuck.
He asked me the frequency of fucking. When I told him, he didn't believe me. But it's true. It's not a goddamn joke. But I am selective at who I fuck. I don't want no minorities. I've told you before this. I don't want minorities. Minorities attract minorities. I don't want no fat fucking imbecile. I'd rather have a thin bimbo that some chick is posing and pretending to be smart who's a fat fuck. I don't want nothing like that. I have priorities. I want a thin size three or five because you're only going to cook a couple years with that shit till she balloons up into a lard ass. And now you're looking in the mirror saying, do I know where I'm going to singing that fucking Ross song by Diana Ross? Do I know where you're going to? If you understood how badly you're being abused, how badly you're being taken advantage of. I mean, did you know that 50%, this is no shit, 50% of women want you to fuck them this is going to sound gross. They want you to fuck them because they haven't shit in six months. That sounds crazy, but it's true. They're talking 75, 80 pounds of fecal matter in their goddamn large colon because they haven't shit. And now they use you as a roto-rooter guy, fucks up to some fucking septic tank driver who sews up in somebody's yard and digs out the septic tank cover and sucks up the slop out of the fucking slop hole or the, what do they call it, a sludge hole, or they call them septic tanks in America. It's a box in the ground where the shit goes. They want you to use, they want to use you as a septic tank guy. Your dick and her cunt, all the dick moving back and forth, your ball slamming into her asshole, it prompts a movement. And what is a movement? She can finally shit. She's just using you, slamming your cock in and out of her hole. It's a very clear, well-known ploy. They walk it around looking for a fucking cunt snack all the time. They just want a cunt snack. They're fucking pole moles. They're pole moles. They're looking for cunt snacks. You're a dick. They're walking around. They're destroying all the artwork. They're destroying fucking property when they're buried in a goddamn property. None of this shit is meant to be hateful. There's nothing in here hateful. I had three sisters. They're all fucking dead now. They die horrible, tragic deaths. And I'm glad they're gone. That sounds rude, but I'm glad they're gone. The stress, the trouble, the anxiety they would bring on to me was terrible. And that's what they do to people in the fucking ground. I'm glad. They want to shit. They can't shit. There's your dick. Same thing. Even dogs, motherfucker. I got to see if I can move on here. Even dogs. I may have said this before. You know that it's a travesty. It's shockingly horrible. Even fucking dogs are walking around streets, roaming streets. Why are they roaming streets? Well, the fucking NAACP or whatever the fuck they call it, the animal rights, that fucking ASASP or whatever, those people are pretending and telling you they're saving a dog. They're going to save this animal. Please send us fucking $25 or more a month. We're going to save this fucking animal. They're telling you that. Let's save the fucking animal. Let's save the dogs. The truth is the dog don't want to be saved. And he especially panics when he sees a bitch get out of a fucking $50,000 van with two goddamn Democrats, two fucking woke imbeciles to get out of the fucking car, and they got a net or anything else or a fucking pole with a rope in it. They hate that because they're getting right back to where they were. Remember this part. You know that a dog has 10,000 times the smelling power. These are the nose fucking, these nose sensors in their nose. 10,000 times compared to our 1,000. We have, that's the comparison between the dog's nose and ours. We're at about 1,000. We can't really smell shit. But have you ever, have you ever smelled pussy, fucker? I mean, have, have you ever fucking smelled pussy, man, at close range? It's bad. 
It's real bad. Man, that's just a human nose at a thousand. And you're smelling that pussy because you're on top of it, because she broke you and she made you smell or eat her pussy out. She broke you and got you down like she's Cleopatra. I don't do that. Just say no. Well, that dog can smell fucking 100,000 times more powerful nose. Now, you can't stand to be around pussy. You can't stand to smell at close range. Nobody can. I've never met one person. It's all bullshit. Hang on a second. got to wind up my flashlight. I'm in like this fucking shelter below the house. I live way up here in upper northern Michigan, and there's like a fucking shelter that I've built under the house. It's made of blocks, concrete blocks are filled with cement, and it's kind of a shelter and an escape route if I ever get any fucking trouble because I got so much dope in this house. I got Claymore mines. I got 50, 75 fucking handguns. I got a 55-gallon barrel of fucking hand grenades and ammo. So I have this little room, and I do this recording in that room, and what you just heard me do was wind up the hand crank flashlight so that I can at least see something. I like to look at my dick when I do this, and I think... My 15.5 pounds hanging from below my belly button, I think that fucking gives me incentive. I think, wow, look at that dick. Look at the future of that dick. Bro, you've got a lot of future, and I like to see it. So I'll take the flashlight, and I i usually don't crank it up. That's me cranking the hand generator. And I can see my dick really good. Keeps me going. This is shit I do for you. Well, that fucking dog can smell 100,000 times more powerful now imagine what pussy smells like in a goddamn house with a bunch of bitches in it or some fucking mental case in there who's always fucking always sucking taking a dick in her ass 69ing all kinds of goddamn dope uh, this fucking dog has to be exposed to that his mind is gone that's like if i took your nose and i found the worst fucking slut you could find in, D in detroit they find the worst whore you could ever find pick her off the street she hasn't had a bath in three months you might know somebody like that now maybe that's your sister and I fucking find this, and I say, get down there and smell her pussy. Could you do it? No. Would you ever come near her again? No. Well, it's the same goddamn thing with a dog. He can't stand to smell pussy. So he leaves. He runs away. And now two fucking Democrat fucking woke idiots in there who work an hour a day with their fucking net and their stick with a rope on it, they come running out with their earth shoes on and they're going to capture the dog and save him. He don't bloody well want to be saved. He's gobsmacked by the fucking fact that these motherfuckers are even coming at him again. Two goddamn smelly fucking bitches. Here they are. He can't get away. He's trapped just like you and I. We can't get away. They make judgments on you, don't they? People look me the fuck up and they think, wow, this guy's mental. Chicks think this because it isn't their mindset. Well, I'm right and you know it. And they're definitely wrong. The dog don't want to get fucking saved. They don't want to be rescued. They can't stand a stench of pussy no more with a fucking powerful nose, 10,000 fucking nose sensors in it. They can smell 15 miles, I read in an article. How the fuck could he be in a small, dumpy apartment with some chick with a press board fucking kitchen table, a brass plaque plate on a table with fucking bunch of weed on it, and her goddamn smelly wipes and all that for a cunt? How could he stand to be in there while she's in the other room? It's the same thing with a parakeet. Parakeets die like crazy. They say they don't know why they die. They've done studies, and in most studies they said that parakeets with a single woman, even a married bitch, I guess, they usually put the parakeet next to the bed. They put a cover over the parakeet's cage. And then that's because he can go to sleep then. He doesn't make any noise. But all he does is see this bitch fuck. 
He's fucking and sucking and sucking and fucking. And that's all this bird sees is parakeet. And that parakeet dies. He'd rather die. He'd rather die than see that shit all day. Some woman on all fours taking a dick in her ass and making a bunch of moaning sounds so that she can pay her fucking bills. It doesn't make any sense. Parakeets are dying. Dogs are running away. They don't want this shit, do they? Nobody does. Excuse me. i got to adjust my seat. Just adjusting my seat. Dogs are fucking don't want it, and you shouldn't want it either. Chicks are pole moles. They walk around in the dark. You know, the mole is there in the dark and they're tunneling. A picking bitch does the same thing. She's tunneling around at night through fucking various caverns, through fucking street lights, under street lights, through alleys, looking for a pole, and that pole is your goddamn dick. As a cunt snack, that's what they want. Dogs don't want it. They don't want anything to do with it. I can explain almost everything because it's the person responsible, the individual responsible, is a goddamn female. And you're running to it. She's such a nice little girl. She's so sweet. I have a little, little fucking German girl. I just want to hold her. want to hug her. Little sweet thing. She isn't sweet. If you took her acrylic nails off, my friend Rappalunge at the Detroit Health Department told me this. Because they take dead cadavers apart all the time. He said every fucking time. Now, I'm privy to this shit. I mean, you're hearing it for real. This isn't a goddamn joke. He says every time they remove the fingernails from a dead woman's body, what's under the fingernail? I said, what is it, Rappa? He said, it's cum. Semen on top of semen. Not just one layer of semen. Lots of layers of semen. Different kinds of semen. Like tree rings in a tree that's been cut down. You count the rings and you can see how old the tree is approximately. Heavy rains, dry seasons. The rings get bigger, smaller. He says, it's like that, Norm. Sometimes there's a lot of cum under her fucking acrylic fingernail, and that cum can be very thick, which means it was a profitable season for this bitch. She had a lot of cum. She got a lot of cum. She had access to all kinds of dick. And he says, then the very thin areas of cum under acrylic nails, these are areas that she had lean times. She wasn't getting dick anymore. Maybe she was losing her looks. Maybe she couldn't pull them in anymore. Maybe she got sick. But he said, that's what's under a woman's fingernails. I'm sorry to lay this shit on you. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to do anything about that. I don't want to talk about chicks standing there, cream pouring out their fucking seam. I don't want to talk about that. Fucking mole holes or pull moles. I, I didn't really want to go into that in this depth. Sometimes I have to give a distilled refresher course on what you're looking at that you could easily solve. All you got to do is go in your house, man. Go in your house, get your snap-on fucking tools, get some fucking cotton rags. Go in your house, start polishing your snap-on tools, pull your meat out, beat yourself off, eat your four-piece $1.99 Walmart pizza, Geno's or whatever it is, Tony's pizza, and they're all set. You're safe now, man. Nobody's coming at you no more. You're not in financial danger. You're not at, at, in harm's way. That's how fucking easy it is to do. I can explain ghosts to you in two seconds. Then I got to move on. If I can move on. Sometimes I start talking. And I start hearing things and I can't stop. You know that ghost shit? I've said this before. I sent a famous fucking person that says ghosts are real. I sent her a letter. She sent me a letter, letter back. And here's what the letter said. This is no lie. An actual handwritten letter. Because I wanted to show my sincerity. The letter was this. You are mental. That was it. And it said, sincerely, the person I can't tell you her name is. I was explaining to her what ghosts really are. Ghosts, as you know, 
are not ghosts. Ghost, as you've been told in Hollywood, is not a real ghost. Hollywood movies, spooky movies, they're not real fucking ghosts. There's nothing like that. What ghosts are, are pussy farts. A chick is in a basement, it's scary down there, she blows a pussy fart. Where does a woman do most of her goddamn work? She does it in the dark. She fucks in the dark. She sucks in the dark. They're always seeing a fucking ghost because that is their livelihood. A dark room, a dark bedroom, a dark basement. That's how they make their fucking money. They're in there fucking and sucking because it's the dark. Now they're in the dark? I mean, that's where they get all their action. How many bitches want to fucking fuck under fluorescent lights? Hardly any, unless they're doing it for a living. They don't want that. Now they're in this dark room, they blow a pussy fart out, and the pussy fart has a kind of a phosphorus uh, luminous about it, luminescence about it, because it's been in that cunt, and it's a fucking chemical reaction. I told you what's in a cunt. Scabs, fucking hair follicles, pubic hairs, shit, all kinds of uh, fucking, fucking dust mites. They're all in that cunt, and it causes this chemical cocktail that does have a glowing effect in the dark. She's down there, and she blows a pussy fart, and she sees it as a ghost. Well, it is sort of a ghost. It's a ghost of whoever she's fucked. The six guys she's pumped, the fucking big black guy she humped, the fucking Chicanos, the, whatever she's fucked, the Iraqis, the fucking Chaldeans, whoever she's banged up, that's it. That's the ghost in front of her, running, calling a ghost, trying to film a pussy fart. Now, that's really odd. Look at I had a pussy fart. Now, if they come out with a show like that and said, ghosts are pussy farts, that's the true story. That's the truth. That's what it is. If they came out with a show like that, you wouldn't have any sponsors. Why? Because bitches run the world. They'll decide when you do whatever you do. They're in HR for a reason. Because they want to cut you off financially, motherfucker. They're in HR department, the head HR. You come in, you're begging, you're, you're fucking on all fours, you're begging for the job. I can do this, I can do that, I've done this, I can do that. You're sitting there begging, you're fucking crawling and kneeling at her goddamn knees, cause she's the queen, she's the HR. It's no coincidence a bitch is an HR. The way to fucking get it with HR is not to suck up to her, to not bend for her. Whenever I did HR, I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you very much. Just matter-of-factly. It's no coincidence the bitch is an HR department. She won't hire you. She's never going to hire you. They're going to take it out on you. And why are they going to take it out on you? Because they're pretending not to be bothered that men don't want them anymore. They're pretending and hurting at the same time they're frustrated and hurt. They don't want me anymore. How the fuck am I going to pay bills? How am I going to get a house? What am I going to goddamn do? I'll hate on them. I can feel that. I got something tangible. That's what they're thinking. Five minutes later, they can go get a cunt snack downstairs. They can whack off in a fucking break room. Ultimately, they are pole moles. And this is a battle of fucking, a battle of, honest to God, they call it sexes. It's a battle of sexes. They're going to win. You're going to lose. He's a little dumb boy. <laughs> well, I'm not like that. I don't do anything like that. I'm going to get to the story now, what I was talking about. When I was putting up my shanty, my ice fishing shanty, now it's gotten super cold up here. I mean, really fucking cold. You know, I was talking about the birds, by the way, dying. Just, just hit me. I said the parakeets are dying, didn't I? I said dogs can't come back. It's the same thing with robins. I read there was a study that American red-breasted robins are standing near windows and a bitch is in there sucking some guy's cock. You know, robins like worms. They come back in the summer. 
They like worms. They can feel there's movement under their feet. They use their eyes, and they can find a worm. It's absolutely magic. They really don't know how our American red-breasted robin is able to pull a worm out of the ground. They can't figure it out. Is it his feet? Is it his eyes? Does he have sensors? Well, they're losing American red-breasted robins here in America, I guess, like a thousand, a thousand birds a month is what I read. 850,000 birds a month in the summer. And that's because they don't know this. The robin's standing on a fucking, on a windowsill and he's looking in the room with his one eye. He's got his head tilted. He's looking in the fucking room. And what's he see? He sees a bitch there sucking some guy's 10 inch dick. And all he can say to himself is, that's a bird I've never seen. She's trying to pull a worm out of the ground. He can't get, she can't get the worm. The worm won't come out of the ground. It's really stressful to an American red-breasted robin. What happens? They have a stroke, a TIA, or they die. And how they found that out? They found American red-breasted robins dead by windowsills, and then they asked who the occupant was of that room or of that house or that condo, that apartment, and it's always been a bitch. He looks into the window, she's sucking a dick, he sees the dick as a worm, and he can't understand why that type of bird, which he thinks she is, I think they call them birds in the UK, he can't, she can't understand why this, this bird can't pull this worm out, it's overwhelmingly stressful, and he dies. That's what the fuck is happening. He dies. That's how it is. He fucking totally dies. I want to get back to the ice fishing thing. It's, it's disgusting, man. I'm actually hurting right now. I'm hurting because I've pulled my sciatica nerve. I've got all kinds of fucking pillows under me. It's not helping. I gotta wind my fucking. That's a fucking wind up emergency light and I use it all the time. It's very helpful when you're fucking and stuff and lights go out or something like that. You gotta be careful of the afterbirth when you're fucking. You have to know where you can move your hands and stuff. So I was, in a recently in my ice fishing shanty. Now, as I'd said in the last recording, I don't know if I mentioned it to you. In the last recording, I said that I had put in my basement in my ice fishing shanty. I set this big plexiglass room into the lake, and then I wait for the ice to develop around it. And it's a big plexiglass room that I use for fucking. I got a trap door in the ice fishing shanty, and a ranger came over and told me I couldn't have it there. Well, I haven't seen him since. He didn't come back, and I think it's because. I pulled the ice fishing shanty over the plexiglass room that I custom built. I pulled it over and I slid it over. And then we've had some terrible weather, great temperatures for ice fishing, really cold. And the ice is setting out about seven inches. It should get more. I might be even 10. I don't know if these temperatures keep up. And I recently had a bitch in my ice fishing shanty. Now, over here in northern Michigan, upper northern Michigan, I live on 100 acres. Up here, you have to have your name on the side of the shanty. You have to have your name, you have to have your permit, your seal, and your stamp on the shanty, your, even your address or your phone number. They want that all on there in case you abandon the shanty, something happens. They want to have all this information on hand immediately, and you have to have that all on display. Well, I've had, I have a dry erase board that is on the side of my fishing shanty, and you're going to think this is bullshit, but I've had more bitches literally write their name and their phone number on the dry erase board. Now, can you say that? Can you even think that? No. This isn't a fucking joke. This isn't a stage show, a theatrical show. This isn't a stand-up hour. This isn't some skit. What I'm telling you is 100% true. And why is it true? Because I set my mind a certain way and I send it out there into the world and it always comes back good for Norm Augustinus. I don't know why. 
I've got all kinds of numbers on a dry erase board. I've even had booze bottles here. No shit. I've had booze bottles. I've had porno magazines. One's called Steer Magazine. I didn't know anybody else had that magazine. You have to be by invite only. It's a picture of a bunch of naked bitches in this thing in certain ways, certain posing. I've had fucking all kinds of shit like that. Cigarettes, uh, fucking pre-rolled marijuana, booze bottles at the door of my shanty and their names are on my dry erase board because they want to fuck me. They want to suck and fuck. They want their big beef bulbs with my cum dripping all over the fucking thing. These pulmoles. They want their big beef balls and bulbs and the cum is dripping off their beef bulbs like fucking mountains in, in the Alps or some shit like that. Snow top elf mountains and it's up there like that. They see that. They want that. Take your fucking 10, you fucking hen, and the 10 is, you could be your size dick. That's not mine. I got a little bit bigger. I'm a little bit, got a little bit digger, bigger dick. It's the truth. I don't know why. I used it all the time. I nurtured it. I've loved it. And when you love something, it always does better. I mean, you could take a wild animal and love it, and it can love you back. It changes. That's how powerful fucking love is. You know that. I mean, look at ghosts. Ghosts are manufactured by love. This chick's loving somebody, some fucking fiend she picked up in a bar. She went to some fucking bar and she picked this dude up. She didn't even know him from Adam. It's two in the morning. They go back to her house. It's all dark there. She doesn't know him. They're both drunk. He comes at her with a 10, 12 inch fucking pole in his, that's pulled out of his pants and a bitch can take this. She can take his strange dick in her cunt hole up her ass. She doesn't know him. That should scare you in addition to other shit that I told you, the cemetery story and all that. You should be scared to death of that, that a woman could do that. Can you do that? Can you go fucking sit in a room, go pick somebody up? Yeah, maybe you can. I like to know them a little bit longer. I like to get a pH and a litmus test of their fucking cunt, of their bunghole. I like to be careful. I mean, this is a spooky thing. In a goddamn room. Here comes the dick, some fucking country man or something like that. Toby's coming at her with his big goddamn dick. And she's not afraid. They're not afraid when it comes to that. Because that is what they are. That's how they get it all, how they acquire shit. So let's get back to the ice fishing shanty. How much time time like I think I'm I think I'm doing pretty good. I I can tell by the way my voice sounds, or if I start to feel limp. Or I start to run out somehow if I feel this particular area. I go into a special area in my mind and I start to fuck. I open that door and it just comes out and I slam the fucking door and I get out really fast because I want to be able to come back. You have to be careful when you got the mind power that I have. You might not come back, man. So I get into the shanty with this woman. And this is a true story. It's not an exaggeration. I get into the ice fishing shanty with a woman, and they all want to fuck inside an ice fishing shanty. I got this thing decked out. I got refrigerators. I got a microwave. I got a barometer, a weather station. I got heat in the damn thing. I got a full amount of food, all kinds of booze, all kinds of fucking marijuana. I get bricks of it from a friend of mine that I fucked. Her family grows marijuana up here. They're a wholesaler. And, I mean, this thing is loaded up. So I got this woman in the shanty. And because of the mind I have, I think you know that this isn't an exaggeration. You know in yourself, in your heart of hearts, you know, you say, you know, I believe, Norm. I think this fucker does do this shit. He doesn't care. He wings it. He's not conservative and tightly wrapped like I am, letting day after day after day speed the fuck by, and I got nothing to show for it except a depleted roll of toilet paper. 
I'm in the shanty with a woman. What do I call her? I guess I guess I could call her Marie. She, let's call her Marie because it's close to her name. I'm in my fishing shanty and I have the lower level now below me. Nobody in the world, fuckstick, has a lower level basement in an ice fishing shanty on an active lake that's froze over. It doesn't exist. I created that. I, from the, from every inch, I created, I imagined that, I developed it, and now it's a real thing. That's how powerful your mind is. You want pussy? Just think of pussy, and you're going to get it. It's going to come to your door just like that. That was me clicking my finger. Hear that? So I'm in my ice fishing shanty. It says Norm Augustinus on the side. I got the fucking dry erase board outside the shanty. It's fucking five degrees. The snow's coming down heavy. And I got a woman in there, and we're calling her Marie. So I say to Marie, I, I wish I had a gasoline-powered auger. Now, a gas-powered auger is, a, is an augering machine. It's got this, like, big screw on it. And you can auger out a hole in the ice. It does it for you. You put it on the ice, it cuts the hole, and you're ready to go. You got your ice fishing rig there, you got your bait, you got your booze, your dope. Maybe your cock is out, maybe you got your mirror ball going on, maybe you got dark lights on and some kind of music and shit. I do this all the time, so I'm not, I'm not making this shit up. And I, I said to her, I wish I had an ice auger and I could put the hole in the ice. I hadn't put the hole in the ice yet because I put the lower level on the ice. But my shanty is such that the portion that I want to put the hole in the ice, my shanty goes past the lower level basement, which is a really romantic, uh, all all acrylic, like a uh, plexiglass room, that you can open a trap door in my shanty and go down in and fucking suck in there. The chick sees the fish. She looks through the water. It's like a glass bottom boat, only you're, you're in the water. So I have this area that goes further in my shanty, beyond the damn lower level. And I said to her, I wish I had an ice, gasoline-powered ice auger. She said, you know, I got, this is the kind of mind she had. This is, I, I should have, I, I intended to do the whole recording on this. She says, you know, let's try something. I said, what? What do you mean, let's try something? I got a spud. A spud is a fucking round, all-steel rod, maybe an inch in diameter, and at the bottom of the spud is a heavy piece of steel, with an angle on it, and you can chip a hole into the ice so you can go ice fishing. It's called an ice fishing spud. Not a lot of people use it anymore, but I like it. I like gripping it around, feeling my hands gripping the cold steel. I like making this hole. I feel like I've really accomplished something. I feel like I'm still allowed to be a man in the privacy of this fucking shanty, and some bitch isn't telling me how I should act or how I shouldn't act, and I can be who I really am. Men are not fucking just testosterone. That is bullshit. Men are different, just like a bitch. I mean, they are really different. Men are very different. They're men. We're manly, and that's the truth. We are fucking who we are. Never hang around a bitch who tries to fucking emasculate you. Run, motherfucker. And if you can't run, you call me up and give me her number, and I'll scare the shit out of that bitch. Most Ricky Tick. That was a fucking phrase we used to use in Vietnam. So she says, I, I got an idea. And I said, what would the idea be, Marie? She said, what if I took my pants and panties off and you, you kind of let me wrap my legs around your waist and you stick your 15.5 pounds of dick in my fuckhole? And, you know, we say that in the best of jesting. People who have a good relationship, who have a humorous mind, a lighthearted mind, you can say shit like that. I don't have time for other stuff. Neither do you. She said, I can wrap my legs around your waist. And she said, you know, Norm, you know how wet I get. And that's no fucking joke. 
I mean, this girl is so fucking wet that you almost come before you get your dick out. Her panties are soaked. It's wicked. All those juices have wicked all the way to her to her fucking elastic, the band on her underwear. If her shirt is touching the band on the underwear, the pussy juices will go up halfway up the fucking shirt. That's how wet Marie gets. I'm having trouble calling her Marie because, let me fix my seat, because that's not her name and I get confused having to pull out the name Marie. I said, so what do you mean? She said, if I wrap my legs around you and your cock's in my fuckhole, I'm going to drip big. I said, yeah, I know that. She said, what would the, the juices do that are dripping big if they hit the ice while, while you're standing and I got my legs wrapped around you and your fuck stick is stuck deep in my fuck hole? What would the juices do? And I said, you know, let me think. You're 100 degrees. Maybe you get to 104 degrees. When we're fucking, we're really juiced up, maybe 105 degrees. And I said, yeah, I guess that would melt the ice. Anything above 32 degrees will start to unthaw the ice. So why wouldn't 100 degrees of hot, molten fucking cum juice, these fucking lubricants, these juices coming out of her fuckhole, they're sweating out the walls of her vagina. That's what they call it, sweating out. A cunt grows bigger and bigger the more turned on she gets. So it's growing from two or three inches to like 10 inches of cunt tract in her pussy, and all those walls are sweating all this vaginal lubricant. And she's, what she was implying was, Start fucking me, stand up there where you want the hole, and let's see if I could fucking melt a hole into the ice so we could proceed to ice fish. I got a frying pan there. I got a Coleman stove that works on propane. She said she would do the fillet of the fish, cut it up, debone it. And I said, that sounds good. Let's try that. So, you know, it would be beneficial. I'm going to get my rocks off. I'm going to blow my load, my fucking rod sunk deep in her fuck hole, and the juices are going to pour out of her cunt like they do. That's another thing they don't talk about. All the juices that destroyed beds across the fucking United States, all in landfills and stuff. Juices. So I start doing it. We start fucking. I put on some special music. We drink some fucking booze. I got the goddamn dope going. I just put some dope in a frying pan. They call it hot knifing. Say I was to melt, I heat up a knife, a butter knife, and I put some dope on it, a cube of marijuana. It'll just smoke really dense. That's hot knifing. And you get close, you, you breathe that smoke in. And we start fucking. Well, as we're fucking, I keep looking down to see if what she said is possible. If what Marie said, could her vaginal juices bore a hole through the fucking seven inches of frozen ice on the lake that I live on up here in fucking upper northern Michigan, could it work? As I'm looking down, this is no joke. She's grunting and making all kinds of moaning sounds. She's got goose pimples or goose bumps, whatever you call them. I can see it. Her nipples are rock hard or like number two Ticogon Rondo pencils coming out of her fucking jugs. Her chest is all flushed up as she's banging, as we're banging each other out. As I'm looking down, I mean, like in, like in a minute, maybe 50 seconds, I can already start to see an, an indentation in the ice, like a, like a detent, like a half of a bowl. Like if you put a bowl in the ice, I can see that rounded hole, the lower area, because her vaginal juices are burning through the ice. Not only are they burning through the ice as I fuck her, as they drip from her fuck hole, not only are they doing that, but the steam is coming off the ice. Because her juices are so hot at 104 degrees or so when you're fucking, when you're turned on. And it's actually got steam coming off the, the ice with this, this indentation is in the ice. It's cupping is happening in the ice. And I realize that you can fucking make a hole in the ice to go ice fishing with a bitch's cunt. It sounds absurd. It sounds nuts. 
Nobody would ever do that. Maybe nobody ever has done that. But I did it, and I'm here to tell you that it fucking works. We just kept fucking. I have the mental power to shut my cockhead nerve endings off, and I go deep with my 15.5 pounds of meat. When you got a meat like mine, you don't want to come right away. They want to feel that miniature Louisville Slugger souvenir baseball bat in their cunt for a long time. As long as you can keep it going, I have the power that I can kind of cut back the feeling in my cockhead, then I can switch it back on and blow all that massive load. And I do that. And eventually, I see it goes through the goddamn through the, the, the ice. It's like a tiny point where I see the water come through. And I sort of moved her around as I was fucking her because it kept hitting the same spot and the hole wasn't getting bigger. So I wanted to bore the hole out wider because it got narrower and narrower, narrower, narrower as it got to the, the bottom of the hole. But eventually I bored a complete hole through seven inches of ice with a woman's pussy because I have that kind of fucking sexual that sexual attraction to women with my big dick, with my master speaking, with my fucking mind, with my looks. It it was all together there. It's like when Henry Ford built a fucking first car. It just so happened that everything was available at that time, from the headlights to mufflers to exhaust to suspensions. It was all coming together, wasn't it? Starting systems, electric starters. It was the perfect time, and that's what happened here. Her fucking family got her here. My family got me here. Thousands of years of evolution behind us. And we used our physicality our, as tools to bore a hole in the ice. It was like a sex fucking hole, an ice fishing hole of attraction, of eroticism, of fucking sexed up tension. And all that tension was able to burn a hole through seven inches of fucking frozen water. Frozen H2O was incredible. The molecules that were slowed down and caused it to turn in the ice because of the cold could not, could not sustain itself, could not defend itself from the hot pussy juices caused by the woman's fuck hole, her creationary hole, the right harm hand to God. It could not fucking deflect that and it lost. I learned something there. I learned something big. And what did I learn? I learned that if you don't have a spud, if you don't have a fucking gasoline-powered ice auger, you could rent some bitch near you. I don't care how thick the ice is. Rent some bitch near you. Make a connection with some bitch near you on the ice. And use her hot, dripping fuckhole. This creationary chamber where people come out of, out of nowhere. They just come out of this dark hole. If it can do that, it can melt a hole in the goddamn ice. And I'm going to do that whenever I can. Yeah, there was a slight odor because of the pussy juices, but I believe that it drew the fish in because chunks of ice would fall in as the whole cave came apart, as the hole got bigger, and would fall into the water, and I think the fish came thinking some fish was dead there, and they thought it was feeding time. I saw a fucking blue crab come up to the hole. In the winter, the ice is, the water is crystal clear. I saw a blue crab come up. I saw a fucking northern pike come to investigate. They could smell pussy. They know that it came out of this special area. <clears throat> the only area that matters in the United fucking States. Motherfucker. You've been listening to the one and only... Yeah!
My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We made it to Big Clock. In cyberspace, it's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall. Brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange-colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen, or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace, where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Cloris, I hope you are well. Also, I fucked your big-titted little sister at the roller rink when your big-titted little sister was in the bathroom changing out the adhesive strips of her Amazon Basics maxi pad. I removed the nuts on all the wheels on her roller skates. 
When your big titted little sister came out of the toilet, she put her roller skates back on and she went out onto the floor of the roller rink. While your big titted little sister was smiling and dry humping the air and giving people the finger, the wheels fell off her roller skates and she went head first into the roller rink popcorn machine. Most of your big titted little sister's body was inside the popcorn machine, but her juicy ass was sticking out. Her mini skirt got torn off as she flew through the air prior to crashing into the popcorn machine. Chloris, I slid a large actual size cardboard cutout of Taylor Swift wearing roller skates in front of the rink popcorn machine, which gave me the privacy I needed. And I ate out your big titted little sister, and I rimmed her anus with my fat tongue, and then I hammered her tight hungry beaver with my huge 14 inch cum cannoli. While I pleasured your sister's gold plated genitals, your big titted little sister ate a couple of handfuls of popcorn. No one at the roller rink saw me as I made love to your big titted little sister, thanks to the huge cardboard cutout of Taylor Swift wearing roller skates. While I was fucking and eating popcorn so that I could keep up my strength and keep fucking, I was nearly knocked unconscious when a bald-headed Mexican woman wearing cum-stained yoga pants threw one of your big-titted little sister's fluorescent orange roller skate wheels at my head. Chloris, don't worry, I didn't come into your big-titted little sister's heavenly hole. I pulled out at just the right moment, and I blew my glue all over the popcorn inside the roller rink popcorn machine. I gotta go. I just wanted you to know what I've been up to. Right back if you can. I miss you. Love, Norman. P.S. Later on that night, I found the Mexican chick that threw the roller skate wheel at me, and I gave her a violent swirly in the roller rink handicapped toilet. P.P.S. A pretty, flat-chested retard girl that came to the roller rink with other retards in a tiny yellow bus beat me off just for helping her put on her roller skates. Attention, rubber band man, roller rink skaters. This is Baloney Pony, the rink manager. Right now we have on sale barely used chrome-plated anal expanders. Yes, there is actual fecal matter, otherwise known as shit, lodged in the springs and jammed in the hinges. A couple of the anal expanders have pubic hair knotted around the adjustment screws. Hurry up, only 99 cents. Why not take a break from skating and scarf down a delicious bag of popcorn buttered in fresh cum? Only 25 cents. Skaters, are you having trouble with slow-moving roller skate wheels? We sell greasy dildos from the 60s that were found on the property at Woodstock. Squeeze the dildos while holding them over the wheel bearings of your roller skates. There's no lubricant better at getting roller skating wheels spinning again than old thick vaginal juices that are squeezed from deep inside retired dildos. Only $1.99. Thank you for skating at the Rubber Band Man Skating Rink. That is all. Fuck! Ah! Uh. Fuck! Ah! Uh. Fuck! Ah! Uh. 
Fuck! Oh. Fuck! Oh. Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.